Hey guys, it's your host Xander. I'm here with my dad, and today we got a jam-packed agenda. We're gonna go around the league and talk about the best teams in each conference. Then we will hit on a chef out west that's cooking right now. Also, things got a little chippy between a Joker and a Twin, and an interesting boxing match to talk about as well. So stay tuned for an awesome episode of Futuras. Alright, let's take a trip to the East. So, the top teams in the East are, one, the Wizards. The Wizards are in first place in the East, and Westbrook is not even on that team. That's unbelievable. That's, Who, who's even on the Wizards? Oh, Montrose Harrell, Bradley Beal, Kuz. I mean, Kuzma as well. Yeah, Kuz, Kuz. He's doing his job. He's doing his job. Last game, he had 22 points. Wow. Spencer Dinwiddie. It's a pretty That's good true. Yeah. They, they got Dimwitty. How'd they get Dimwitty? I think off of that Harden trade, the three way or something. Yeah, it was like off of a three way they did it. Wow. That's a pretty good team, actually. Honest. That's pretty, it's kind of like solid. They're like, balanced. I mean, yeah. when you take Westbrook out of the equation and you put some players that play their position. Yeah, like Westbrook wants to be a center. Then next thing you know, he wants to be a shooting guard. It's like all over the place. So I'm, I'm very surprised about yeah. the Wizards. Are you? Yeah, I mean, Bradley Beal, <laughs> looks like he's doing a great job as well. That's the best player on the Wizards. There was, well, that was the problem. When you had Westbrook and Beal on the same team, you oh, had two people match. that, that were, doesn't match. Yeah, they, they were both scorers. Yeah, like, you need somebody much. that's going to be your scorer, somebody that's going to be your rebounder, somebody that can be your scorer Passer. off the bench, somebody on the wing. You got to be balanced. Yeah. Um, the Bulls are tied with them. Uh, we, so, I mean, the Bulls are the real deal. We talked about this so in the funny. first episode. It's so funny. It's just, they're not even a joke, though, actually. Like, they're actually, like, doing good. Like, oh, my God. I can't even, like. Well, let's talk about what, what has been their most significant win. They just beat Luka last game. There you they go. They just beat Luka. Tomorrow, they're facing the G-Dub. That's going to be hard for them because, you know, That's the Warriors. That's going to be fun. That's, That's going to be, be a real oh, yeah. good game. They beat the Knicks seven. Well, no, they lost the 76ers twice. They beat the Brooklyn Nets. That's the most significant win right mm-hmm. there. So they beat the Brooklyn Nets. God dang. So if they ever needed validation, that's it right there. They just beat the team that's supposed to go to the championship this year. True. They also beat the Jazz, who are second in the West. Ooh, there we go. Well, let's take, let's take a look. All right. So the Western Conference, the Warriors best team in the league and the best team in the western conference the hardest probably the toughest conference right now i mean first of all i think it might be a little more balanced nowadays yeah that's but true the warriors are looking good exactly. i'm not gonna lie like, but the problem is Stephen a smith said they only have one significant win and that was against the lakers yeah, but you know what? You got to pile on these game, games that you should win and that's the problem. Many of these top teams, they don't win the games that they're supposed to win. So the Warriors are winning the ones that they're supposed to win even if they split the quote unquote significant wins. It is what it is. They're going to be in a pretty good spot and we're forgetting they're still missing their Clay second Thompson. best player. Yep. So this is a blessing in disguise because while Thompson is out, they're developing all these other scorers and all these other players that are riding on some high confidence right now. True. And my boy Curry, can we admit, is on fire. 
I mean, are we ready to talk about Chef Curry or do we want who's the second best team? We'll, we'll get to Curry in a second. All right, all right. Second best team is Utah. Utah is uh, like is Utah. Like they're kind of boring. Yeah, but you know what? So Rudy like, Gobert. Even LeBron James said that no one plays with Utah Jazz <laughs> in NBA 2K. Yeah, whatever. But you know what? Rudy Gobert is off to a really good start. Oh yeah. Like they were, I mean, we were pounding on Gobert. Remember last year when we talked about it? I think it was season three during the the All Star that we said if there's somebody to kick out, it'll be Rudy. True. Yeah. You know, so I think Rudy's starting off this season with a chip on his shoulder because he got a lot of pressure for being kind of that extra guy in the All Star team. Yeah, and Gobert is kind of a drama guy too. Like he was the reason why the NBA, you know, kind of you know got suspended because of that COVID situation. Yeah, I mean, he, eventually he was, it was going to get suspended, but, like, could have been sooner, correct? Yeah, but well, he underestimated the the situation of COVID, and it was just not a good look for him. I mean, he made all of his, like, teammates pretty much COVID. Like, he made them all get COVID-19, which was messed up. That's incredible. But I know you can't wait. I know you're itching. So let's talk about your boy, yes, the chef, Salt Bay out there <laughs> in the west of San Francisco by the Golden Gate, mm-hmm. Mr. Steph Curry. So, Steph Curry dropped 50 on Trey Young's bald head, <laughs> right? He rec- he dropped 36 against Memphis. Still lost, but it was in overtime. He is on. He's the second in MVP race right now behind the so-called best player in the league, Kevin Durant. I mean, I'm surprised that the Rand. First of all, why are we even talking about MVPs already? True. You know, true, let's be true, honest. True, true. But Steph Curry is killing it. Steph mm. Curry is now what, 33 years old? I want to say. 33, yeah. 33. And he looks and like he's 22. I, no, I think he looks like he's in his prime. I think this prime? is the best Steph Curry we're ever gonna see. He's moving. We've seen this for like seven years, though. Can Have we, admit we? That? like dropping 40 and 50? Yeah, 2016 was the definition. Of that, like, you sure? 40s and 50s were Stephen Curry. Curry averaged 30 a game. That, that's hard to do. I mean, I guess, nowadays, now everybody he, it, it looks like he's doing it so much easier. It just feels easier. It feels like True. he's getting more open shots. It doesn't look like he's dribbling and cracking people left and right. He's just getting open. And it's like, these shots are so easy. How come there's not a body on this guy? Yeah. I mean, no one can really guard him, though. He's so good, like, off the ball. His spacing is just amazing. Like, he gets open and it's he crosses people and he doesn't even have the ball yet. That's the funny part. He crosses NBA players and he's and he doesn't have the ball. It's like he's playing tag with them. You know what? But I will tell you, you know, to your point, Kevin Durant is up there in that conversation because he's leading the league right now, averaging 29 and a half. Mm-hmm. And the Greek freak, what's up with uh, the Bucks? Uh, the Bucks are a little of a bust, like, they're acting like a bust team right now. They're not acting like they just won a championship. You know what? I think but it's no the opposite. Team does that, I think I think they are. They just went to the White House, so they were just celebrating okay, yeah, at the but White every House. Every NBA team does that. I know, but you know what? They're still celebrating. They're still riding high on that championship, True. and they deserve it. You know, all, all championship teams start slow, and you know why? Because they play longer than every other team in the NBA. So they took their vacations later. They had to recover later. They had to rest a little later. 
So it takes time. So they're, they're going to be off to a slow start, but I think they'll be fine. I mean, they're only in eighth place as well. Like, they're doing better than the Celtics, who are such a drama team right now. I mean, we have that Marcus Smart. Like, remember we said last episode how he was telling, like, Brown like to pass the ball, actually, and to Tatum. Well, they had a players-only meeting. How'd that go? They did win the next game after that. Yeah, but <laughs> is it worth it? Because Jalen Brown's injured, so they can't really, like, test it out, like, him actually passing and stuff. And, yeah, like, the Celtics are doing bad. And the Bucks, they're not horrible either. But, like, the Knicks are doing better than the Bucks. That's, the that's Cavaliers true. are doing better than the Bucks. The Cavaliers are in fifth place. They're 7-5. and five. I mean, well, Sexton just went down with an injury, so okay. that's bad timing. Looks like that's going to wear off pretty wear off pretty quickly. Yeah, but Jared Allen though, like and Evan Mobley, the um rookie that they have, they've been they both been, you know, doing their job. Speaking and, speaking of rookies, Jalen and Cade? Oh. Oof. Yo, why Jalen is trying to make it personal though? I don't get it. Cade Caden is over there just acting like he's so innocent. You know how these how players are now. Always want to flop, be nice to everybody, and Jalen's so aggressive. Yes, he wants to dunk on yes. this kid's head. Like yes, it's like whoa, whoa. Yes, like, that's whoa. what we need. Stop all this friendly crap. Okay, that's what we need. I like Jalen's game. I like that he's not scared of nobody. He is confident, and he's not trying to be best friends with Cade. He sees him as you're the competition because you were what first pick. Exactly. I wasn't first pick. You were first pick. I'm going to drop this dunk on your head. And they still lost the Rockets. Yeah, listen, but still, it, it, wins and losses don't matter as much when you're a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But let's see. Jalen Green had 23 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists. Cade had 20 points, Four rebounds and three assists. I'm so it looks you. like it was pretty good battle. Oh, they're, they're, that's gonna be that. That's gonna be the next. You know, like LeBron versus Carmelo. Remember when they both came in the league and that's it was true. like uh, when LeBron plays Carmelo is like a big deal. But it, they weren't like chipping at each other. They ended up becoming a group. With well, Dwayne well, why Wade. is that? Because Mister Banana Boat wants to be friends with everybody, <laughs> you know. But I like I like this kid Jalen's attitude. I, yeah, I like yeah. the aggressiveness. I like what he's about right now. Yeah, and the Rockets have another rookie, um, Josh Christopher. He's like a famous Instagram guy, but he's what was his name on Instagram? Jay Gup. Yeah, I think yeah, Jay Gup. What pick was he? So they got Jalen Green. He was like the the prize. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, I know he was early in the first round too. Twenty fourth pick. So you know what's in interesting? The- um, so obviously Cade went to college, but Jalen didn't. Jalen went straight Jaylen to went the to G League. G League. Yeah, yeah, so interesting. You can do that. Yeah. You can now. Yeah, so now the oh, G League. Oh, wait, no. Before, you would just skip all G League and college, and you could just come from high school before, right? right? So they changed that rule. You had to do at least one why, year in why, college. Why would they change it? Well, first of all, I think it's a money scam, first and foremost. But second, there's pros and cons to it, right? So the pros of it were that kids get to develop one more year. That way, they don't go straight from high school to the pros because for every one LeBron James that should go from high school to the pros— there's like a hundred that are filled with lies in their heads from their agents that are just trying to make money that say, oh, you're ready, you're ready, you're ready. Suddenly they make it to the league and they flop and their careers are over. Pretty much. Whereas by going to college, they get to develop a little more, get a little smarter and, you know, they have a better and chance of being the successful. Then? The cons are. It's boring. Then you have the LeBron James of the world where you know that they're just going to go to college for one year. So who benefits? The colleges. Because they get a superstar for one year that everybody wants to watch on TV 
And mm-hmm. that's really what it's about. So the G League is like that medium in between where you can just go to the G League. You're playing with grown men. I was actually at a um, G League game last night. Yeah, with um, the Long Island Nets. Yeah, versus and, the and Wizards the, uh, G the League. Capital City Go-Go's. It was pretty cool. Uh, remember Greg Monroe? Yeah. So Greg he, Monroe, former All-Star. Uh-huh. He's, in he's the, an All-Star? He's an he All-Star. Was. He was a former All-Star when he was in the Pistons, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. And uh, Greg Monroe was there. He's part of the uh, Capital wait, City uh, wait, Go-Go's. Wait, wait, wait. Greg Monroe, the guy who was like the best player on the Bucks just like five years ago, is in the G League. Yes. Well, actually, I think he was probably in his prime. His he, last year. He never year. made the also. He never made also. Oh uh, well, he was borderline probably, but he was like a double double type of guy. But um, it was kind of sad to see, to be honest with you, because think about it. He was a starting five, obviously, in the NBA. He was at the cusp of being an All Star, and I think the game just evolved past him. And it's not just him. Think about it. We got what, guys like um. What true Greg centers Oden? are really out there? Think about that for a second. True centers? What do like you mean a center. true center? A true center means I'm here to rebound. I'm here to pass the, uh, to just play defense. And I'm only going to get no post center up does and layups. That. No center does that. Who does that? Not even in your times. Who does that? Shaq scores. Shaq had to carry No, his no, but team. even that. Think about it. There's no scoring big men down low anymore. Yeah, Jokic is not a scoring big Jokic man. Jokic, he's not a the, scoring big man. No, I don't mean scoring. Think about Jokic's game. It's on the outside. He brings the ball down. The guy plays point guard. All right, how about Embiid? Embiid is probably the closest, but Embiid can shoot a three ball. Mm. Embiid can shoot a three ball. He can shoot from outside. He can shoot a jump shot. Period. Embiid does not always have his back to the basket. That's what I'm trying but to what say. Are you trying, like, what are you trying to prove? Though? Like, what so, do you mean centers are? So Greg Monroe. As an example, was a true big man, which is mostly rebound, putbacks, and scoring around the basket. Nowadays, people like Embiid, who's the best center in the game, along with Jokic. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Embiid's what? the best center. Okay, who is? Jokic. The guy who just won MVP. All last right, year. Embiid and Jokic are right there in terms of best centers in the game. The okay, only reason continue, that Joker continue. probably got MVP over him is because Embiid got injured, but Embiid <laughs> had that MVP in this pocket. That being said, look at their game. They're able to dribble the ball up top. They're able to take Jump, a jump shot MB from the key. Can do that. MB can shoot a shot from the key, Sander. He can shoot jump shots. What are you talking about? How about Carl Anthony Towns? He's he has also got a jump shot from outside. Like they're not just posting up. Yusevich. Oh, right. especially. Slow yeah. down. Slow down. So now think about a game. When you're watching a basketball game and you're looking at the center, what are they mostly doing? They're stepping out. They're they're a stretch five. They're moving out. They're dribbling a little more. They're outside on the perimeter. They're not just sitting in the paint like Shaq used to. You use Shaq, right? Mm-hmm. Shaq was never, and I mean the word never, by the key or by the three-point line. He was never there. He was always down low around the key. So people like Greg Monroe, that was their game. Down low around the key, Andrew Bynum. You Who know, do you think introduced guys. that then to centers? I mean, look Hakeem? at... No. No, I'm talking like, no. I'm talking about like right now, people like Anthony Davis, people like Embiid, people like Jokic. They're versatile. They're not just, you know, down low asking for the ball. They're getting the ball up top and making a move if they have to and running the offense through them. So so the traditional big man is like, look at Wiseman. You tell me. How's Wiseman doing? He got injured. Well, how was he doing before that? Not good. Why is that? He can't stretch the floor. I bet he would have been a much better player if he would have had a jump shot. So you're telling me Wiseman is a true center? Kind of right now, at least from what I've seen. I've never seen him step out. He's there to play defense and rebound. I think Rudy Gobert's probably the most truest center that we have right now, and he's struggling to he score. He can't shoot. 
and you see that so that's what i'm trying to say it's interesting but it, the, the game is just evolving now you have these stretch fours and fives that make it very difficult to just be a rebounding big man i guess i guess so i want to talk about carmelo anthony so Mello. your guy in the lakers is over here dropping 29 points that's and i'm amazing. trying to tell him this is not new york like you're mix you're mixing up your teams Carmelo what Anthony, are you doing? let's have a moment How? to appreciate Carmelo Anthony. I mean, you just said it. We haven't seen this Carmelo since the New York Knicks. What are you, How come you think he's having such a good game right now? I mean, I don't, he's old. He's what, the guy's thirty-seven. He's older than LeBron, and like LeBron's over here getting injured, but he's not such a driver either. He's a jump shooter. He's a jump shooter. Like but he's he, but shooter. he's he's always there. Was a time. Where Carmelo Anthony was the best offensive player in the league, like when, be, like right before mm. Durant, like that's turned. hard though. Like, hear me out. That's hard because Melo's times is like Kobe in his prime, no, and then not. when Kobe was not in his prime and Melo was in New York, that's LeBron's prime. Yeah, then but, we got but KD. Exactly. Hold on, hold on. You just said it. That's LeBron's prime. LeBron has never been considered the best offensive player in huh? the game. LeBron is considered the best player in the game, not the best offensive. LeBron's probably not even top 10 offensive. I mean, like, he can shoot a jump shot. He can shoot a fadeaway. He can drive by you. He can shoot a three. That's not LeBron. Like, Curry is arguably the best offensive player in the game. Durant's arguably the best offensive player in the game. The best one-on-one player is is Harden, you know? And Westbrook has been up there. But Carmelo Anthony, at one point, was just an offensive juggernaut. And had, did he play defense? No, right? No, come on. Let, let's not throw the okay, D word yeah. around here. Fine, 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 fine. But Melo, like, was, was popping. Like, he's averaging 17 points off the bench. He's, off the bench. He's shooting a good three ball, too. Right. He's, like, at almost 50%. Actually, no, I think he just started last game because of his performance lately. And because LeBron is out. And, and because LeBron is out. That's crazy, though. Melo, I don't know how Melo's popping off. Like, I mean... Here's the thing, though. Shooters can get back like this, and they could break down like this. If they don't have the hot hand, they don't have it. If they do have the hot hand, they're on their streak right now. Well, that's why guys like, um, although I don't know what's going on with Harden. Harden is still struggling. But that's why guys like um, Durant, Mm -hmm. they're always going to drop 30 even in their sleep. Because Durant, if he's missing two or three threes, guess what? He's going to drive by you. He could dunk it. He could shoot a fadeaway. He can do a lot of things. He can still Mello dribble is by a you. Shooter though, he can't drive exactly. and dunk like crazy anymore. Demo, uh, Carmelo's just a shooter right now. Yeah, like, but here's the thing: like Clay Thompson, well, he can dunk, but but he can't consistently like drive by you and dunk because you gotta pass it to him. That's his type of style, right? If Clay Thompson is hot, like if he's like act, making his jump shots, you pass to him. He's on his game streak, and then if he like misses a few one game, then he's Back to the slump, but then back on fire. There's With the drive-bys, that's on fire, injured. On fire, like shooters don't get injured. You know what's interesting? I just thought about something funny. So the Knicks usually have players, and when they leave the Knicks, you think they're washed up, they're done, their careers are over, and suddenly they go somewhere else, and they're still killing it. Like True. like Derek Rose, I know he's back now, he's doing pretty good, but he was killing it in Minnesota. Oh, um, yeah. There's a couple of players, like, once they leave the Knicks, they find, like, another level of their career. They had Jamal Crawford at one point. 
Like oh, they've yeah. had a lot of players oh, yeah. that just pass by there and just get better somewhere else. But look do you at think Carmelo. Melo is gonna be is there then? Like when he I left mean, the Knicks? well, first of all, Carmelo was a beast when he was on the Knicks. Exactly. But it just didn't work out. There was a lot of drama there, and it just didn't work out with the front office. But sometimes that can be true. They're washed up after they leave New York. Let's take Kristaps Porzingis for example. Kristaps is not looking good, and I think uh, he hasn't been since the bo- since he joined that Mavericks team. It's he crazy hasn't because been. the he he could have been. Imagine if he was like the old Porzingis with Luca now. That would have been unstoppable. It would have been a perfect fit. What would have been a per- matter of fact? It would of probably. course a big man and a, and a little guy. Hell yeah. Yeah, but a big man that wants to shoot though. Listen, still, he was a scorer. He was a good one-on-one player. But right now, Luca is doing that by himself. Mm-hmm. And he's still winning by himself. They got to get him another piece. I think Mark yeah, Cuban think, is a smart guy. I think you got to trade Chris Stapps. It's over for him. It's and not, what is he worth? What's the point of trading him? They got to just find themselves another scorer. They got to look Maybe for somebody that's in like the team. he doesn't like it in Dallas, though. Yeah, but he, he, he's got to look for somebody in a team that's, like, itching to get out. Like... He's got to find that other star somewhere that's just... Benny, Ben, Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving. The Ben Simmons saga. But here's the thing. It's just crazy. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. But Luke is a point guard. Yeah, but Luca can. I feel like he could do anything. But yeah, yeah but Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons maybe, will not fit in maybe there. Maybe you could probably trade Kristaps for Ben. No, ben at the but, three. No, Ben. Ben or is ben a weird player. Two. Ben is a good at at the one. He's a distributor. He's a good passer. Luca at the two then shooting guard. That's not even bad. I don't know. Luca plays anything actually. I like guess. when he's out on the court and the coach says play point guard, he ends up looking like a shooting guard. Yeah, but Luca Luca's a beast. Um, that's I think, his style. I that's think he's, how he I plays. Think what, what I'm trying to say is he's got, he's got to look for like a CJ McCollum or like mm-hmm. if a Bradley Beal was like not happy in Washington, that would have been a good addition. You know, like those type of guys is what I'm talking about. Like guys that are just out there <laughs> like that t- have no playoff hopes. This was the piece, like. It, it was, was Chris Stapps. Like, now, like, you can't have, like, that's how it was back in the day, right? You couldn't have a point guard and a point guard. Like, it's, you had to have a big man, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, Luca is showing us that he cannot have a big man, but he probably needs a guard, though, such as CJ McCollum, as we see in Portland, how we have this two guards, Dame and CJ, right? So maybe if he has CJ, it'll help him. Let's see. I mean, maybe they get draft picks or something, but they're not looking uh, good. Nah, I don't know what's nah. up with the with the Mavericks. So, pandemic Paul George over here. What's up with that? So, the, the Clippers and Paul George has also found the fountain of youth again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Paul George is averaging 26.7, 8.3 rebounds, 5.4 assists. You know what's crazy? There was a time where the Clippers were like the number one team in basketball. Everybody thought they were going to win a championship. With Kawhi. And they still can. I mean, when's Kawhi coming back? Next year. <laughs> That's crazy, right? So think about that. But like, wait, they're like, still the it, same team. Yeah, though. but it was just two. No, they're not the same anymore because no, they, they have they Montrez. Had Did yeah, they had Harold. They had Harold. They had Lou. They had Beverly. Beverly. They had a squad, man. Yeah. They were the right. number one team, and then they choked against Denver without Murray. 3-1 lead. They wow. had a 3-1 like lead. I really thought they were going to beat the Lakers that year, and they were going to go to the ship. That was going to be a tough game. The Lakers versus Clippers, though. You, everything seems Clippers to had work beat out for the them Lakers. in Christmas. Lakers had beaten them there. It was going to be crazy, but Clippers choked against the Joker. And it was specifically Paul George that choked the most because Kawhi was still dropping yeah, his 40. Yeah, pandemic P. 
That's crazy. Speaking of the Joker, though, little whoa, what's up with what's up with this? The Joker just pushed one of the toughest players, in my opinion, the toughest players in the M in the NBA, or maybe he used to be, because now he you know follows with the flopping. He just shoots now. Markeith Morris got pushed. Yeah, but what happened before that that shove? Okay, Marquise Morris ran into him, but you can't just stop when you're running full speed trying to make sure he doesn't do it. No, nah, that was a dirty play too because he, he, he elbowed Jokic like in his armpit. So, but you know what Shaq said? Shaq was like, don't turn your head, don't like turn your back because you know what's going to come. Exactly. Like, but yeah, you yeah, don't he, though because NBA players are going to be like, they're going to cry to the ref. Yeah, but he, first of all, it was a cheap shot and then he turned this back like he was innocent. So listen... <laughs> It's in yeah, the but then the Jokic kind of pushed him like oh like, hard, like dude. Like, he like, tackled him. <laughs> like, did his neck went back? I yeah, think? his his neck snapped a little bit. He got injured. He, it was it was a bit of an injury. So wow. I bet Jokic was not proud of that moment. How can you push somebody so hard that they get injured? Well, these when guys I, when they fall, these actually. guys are seven feet tall and pretty strong and fast. So Jokic is strong. Yeah. Well, you think he's not? No. Oh, so you think if you don't look like Shaquille O'Neal, you're not strong? Yeah. Yeah, you're wrong. Hello, Joel Embiid is pretty strong. I've seen him like get into like the fights as well. First He's of aggressive. all, first of all, nobody in the NBA fights. Yes. Let's take that yeah. back. Except some boxing match that we're about to talk oh, about. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. That's just. <laughs> but speaking of boxing, well, you know the that, boxing that, match. They're two retired players. Yeah, but you know what? That that Jokic thing got pretty serious because then in like Jimmy Butler was yelling, and then I saw a picture of them, the Miami Heat, like waiting for. Um, the Denver Nuggets in the locker room area, like looking like they wanted to fight in the hallway or something. Oh my. Um, the other marquee the Jokic br- brothers are over here yeah, talking on Twitter. Well, because the Morris brother, the other one, is going to see the Joker like in a week or two. And he was like, all right, noted. Let's, I can't wait to see him or whatever it was. So then the Jokic brothers were like, okay, you really sure you want to do that? Because you should leave it where it is. And those dudes look like they crazy too from, uh, where they from Zerbia or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Some place where, you know, you got to kill people to eat. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like, I don't know. Like, those Jokic brothers looking like his bodyguard or something. But at the end of the day, the Joker ended up being soft again. He said, I'm sorry. I really didn't mean to. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, but that's what he's supposed to say. You know, I mean, let's face it. You can't just like. So you think Shaq, if he had pushed somebody and they got injured, he would say the next day. Oh, I am so sorry. Yeah. Huh? He, he apologized because it was a dumb move. Like, that was not a, a smart move by the Joker. What should he have done? Complain to the refs? I mean, he could have pushed them and that's it. But he went to, like, tackle him. <laughs> he didn't tackle him either. He pushed him just hard, nah, I guess. He, he he threw his shoulder at him with a lot of weight. And he, like, like pushed him really good. I, Jesus. But whatever. We're talking about a push here. So, again, nobody in the NBA fights. But let's, let's talk about that back. boxing match, though. So Frank Gore, an NFL player, J E T S. Like Frank Gore, like he sucked on the J E T S. Well, first of all, Frank Gore's a Hall of Famer. Okay. He was not as good in the Jets, but Frank Gore had a Hall of Fame career in the 49ers. Oh yeah. So sure. Frank Gore is not no bum. Okay. Yeah, but I know. Who's he I fighting? Know. He's fighting Deron Williams. Deron Williams from the Utah Jazz and, I'm and thinking, from the Brooklyn Nets. I'm thinking Frank Gore is gonna rock him. Rock know. him. Deron Williams is like, he's a point guard. He's small. 
like first of all, basketball players is no such thing as okay, small. Okay, fine. I'm pretty but, sure he's taller than Frank right. Gore. So you think a basketball player can knock down a football player who gets tackled pretty much for a job? I don't know. All I know is that these guys are gonna getting a nice little payday. <laughs> that's really what it's oh, about. Of course, that's true. But yeah, yeah. you know what, Daron Williams, like it or not, he's representing the NBA community. So how we will see if NBA players can fight. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> but like. D-Ron weights 200. I bet Frank Gore weighs like a 350. No, like, stop. He probably weighs like 200 as well, 220, something like that. You think? I'm pretty 216. sure. 216, fine, 216. Oh, I was pretty good. Okay, but still, I think Frank Gore, like, he, he gets tackled a lot. Like, it's it hurts. Tackling in the NFL kind of hurts. And if you can have a Hall of Fame career in the most dangerous sport, or what's the most dangerous sport, boxing yeah. or football? Uh... Good question. I think exactly. Both. Yeah. So complicated, but still, like he's one of the most dangerous sports. He's doing that, and he still managed to actually survive it and have a Hall of Fame career. That's true, and he's healthy enough to go boxing. So hey, that's just that's just like what the heck, dude? Like not too shabby, not too yeah, shabby at all. Oh my gosh. But uh, but yeah, no, it, it's been a, a great couple of weeks of the NBA as the NBA has started. Yeah. I mean, there are some really fun surprises out there. The Bulls continue to dominate. They keep doing highlights. I like the Hornets, too. The Hornets. The Hornets Lamello. are fun. Mostly LaMelo. LaMelo and Miles. And Miles. That's a good duo, honestly. Miles is underrated. LaMelo. LaMelo's having an just MVP about average. year. Yeah, he's, he's having an MVP year. He's proving it. John Morant is doing pretty good, John too. John Morant is also in the, in the uh-huh. discussion for MVP. He's yeah, doing I a good job, too. Yeah, I think he's fourth too. in the MVP race. That's crazy. But, yeah. That is crazy. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up for today. The NBA is off to a hot start. NBA, I am entertained, man. And next episode, we got an awesome surprise for you guys. It's going to be lit. So stay tuned. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Peace.